Hi, everybody. This episode was recorded back in January of 2020, before any of the uh, COVID-19 stuff was happening. I think it's still fairly relevant, or even maybe more so, because uh, Dr. Ritter talks about where you're going being determined by where you've been. And now I think we can all say that we've been somewhere that we had never been before. So it will definitely shape where we're going. So let's head into today's show, shall we? You, you really need to understand who you are today. And that tends to be crafted by some of the major turning points in your life or memories that you've had. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in again to Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to have Dr. Benjamin Ritter with me. He works with both, both intrapreneurs and entrepreneurs who are seeking to pull the plug on a nine-to-five job or who want to create greater freedom and fulfillment in their nine-to-five job, depending on you know, which category they're in. He's the host of the Live for Yourself, Live for Yourself podcast, and he's the founder of Live for Yourself Consulting, which is based in Chicago. Um, thanks for being here, uh, Dr. Ritter. How are you? Uh, thank you for having me. And so when I was coming up with the name for my business and everything else that was related, I, I went through this like back and forth struggle with some of my friends and people that I respected. And I'm like, I know people are going to say live, but I really want to use live. And I'm like, so I'm going to have live for yourself. Maybe people will, will, you know, eventually get it that it's live. But I'm like, you know what, forget it. So I actually got rid of a lot of times for yourself. I just have live events or like, uh, so it's just, you know, I just, I cut a, a bit the bullet and I'm like, people are going to say it wrong and I'm going to be great. I'm going to, it's going to be a conversation starter. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and that's it. Exactly. I looked at it about four times and, and I said to myself, I know this is live for yourself. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Like people want to say live, which it actually works well for my events and different things like that. But it's, it's like the first, the first word people go to when they see L-I-V-E, which is interesting because, because in, in, in my like perspective and my first initial reaction is to say live, which is, so it's kind of neat. Just a little like human, human study of the yeah, mind. That's it. So talking about your, uh, your business and your website, I was uh, looking at it a little while ago and there's a description of something that you, that I would call kind of an aha moment. Um, you were talking about having finished school and going to work one day and that you weren't really excited about going to work. It was, you were kind of, you know, dragging your feet a little bit and all the people around you, you notice seemed to be looking or feeling the same way that you were. They were, now, burdened by going to work or, you know, looking a little bit defeated and that sort of thing. How did, uh, how did recognizing that change the way that, that your life was going, the tra trajectory that you were taking at that point? Yeah, and thanks for bringing that up. It was, 
it was a very significant turning point. It was a, a strong, a strong memory of mine that still kind of rings true. I can, I can literally remember walking to work. It was that, it was that good of a job. Uh, I remember walking to work and dreading going into work and looking around me and literally seeing what I perceived as dread on everyone else's faces that were walking by me. Um, it, it alerted me. It was like an alarm bell that something was wrong. I mean, a lot of emotions that we feel are literally just signals. And it, it was, it, it was this, like this alarm going off in my mind that was saying, is this what you want to do? And obviously you're feeling the way you're feeling proves that it's not, you need to stop. You need to take a second to really pull back and reflect on where you really want to go in your career because your career is going forward with you, <laughs> with you. Uh, and you, you've, you know, pretty much throughout my career to that point, I was taking what was given to me instead of choosing to take my career and, and choose where I wanted to go with it. That's kind of significant. I think a lot of people do that with their careers, especially in the corporate world. You're just kind of plugged into a spot and you go with it, kind of go with the flow and, and it sort of leads you wherever it's going to take you um, without any real help from you in most cases. Is there a, a solution to that, do you think? Yeah. And I mean, so in, in my, in, in my experience, the reason why I got to that point was, uh, I got out of grad school and for two and a half years, it was in the midst of the recession. I would get a job contract, something that I wanted, and I would literally sign on the dotted line and then they would cancel the contract. So it happened to me about four times. And so during that that like frame of time, I really was trying to figure out, well, where can I make money? And how do I, you know, make a living, but how do I stay somewhat career oriented? So I, I ended up getting a part-time job and creating a business. But when I launched that business, I actually got a full-time job working in healthcare due to some networking, but it wasn't in the field that I wanted to work in. I actually told myself when I went to grad school, I never wanted to work in hospital administration. And that's where my first full-time job was. So now I'm working in a career that I didn't want, running a business that I only created because I needed to make money and create a livelihood. And, you know, I, I did enjoy my work. I did, I did find meaning from it. Uh, but when I was promoted to an executive level position, it was like a slap in the face. You know, what am I doing? I didn't choose this path. And that new position actually took away a lot of the work that I found that was meaningful. And, and so it, you know, I, I didn't have the ability to create the life and career that I wanted and probably didn't have the knowledge during the time of like that recession. But at this point in my career, I had, I built up career capital. I learned more about my values and what I wanted. And I had the opportunity to either create a business that better fit my values and where I wanted to go in life or to pick a career that I wanted from life. And so I, I had all these resources available to me. I was I, would, I had so much power, but I didn't feel empowered. And, and I think too often people get stuck in their careers and they get five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, and they forget that they actually can choose to do something else. Uh, it's almost like they become fearful. They, they lack a certain sense of confidence. And also they, they don't stop to really gain clarity on what they truly want and who they are because they're comfortable 
um, even if they don't really feel the work is meaningful. That's, I think, a, that's a, a big thing. People get comfortable. They don't want to make changes because it's easier just to stay and go with the flow. Um, don't make waves where you are. How do you help people now? I, I know you've got a, a consulting firm that is designed to help people who are, are wanting to make changes in their life. So what, what do you do for them if, they're, if they come to you and they're not very motivated in their job, they're lacking the, the confidence that they can do something different? How do you help them? Yeah, I mean, the, the clients that I work with, they need to have a certain amount of drive and personal accountability. You know, the people that I jump on like a clarity call with or sales call with, you know, they, and, and they fit the bill. Like I could actually help them and add value to their life. Uh, if they don't, if they're not able to at least take a step forwards in terms of dealing with the fear that they have towards altering their career. And that's my cat. <laughs> uh, if, if <laughs> she gets excited when I talk, uh, if they don't have at least a little semblance of like drive uh, and personal accountability, um, and just a tad, a tad bit of confidence, um, then, then they're not going to move forwards. So it's, that, that is really sad sometimes to see when you work with someone who really wants to make a change in their career, they don't feel engaged, they don't feel motivated, and, and they tell you, I've been struggling with this for three years, and, and you discuss the things they need to do, but they're not going to do it on their own for whatever reason, and they truly do need a coach, they, they really, if they don't take a step forward with the coaching process, then you know they're not going to do that on their own. It's actually very, very disappointing. There's a lot of people out there that know actually what they need to do, but for some reason don't feel empowered or accountable to do it for themselves. Um, so coaching, coaching actually plays the role of a guide, a mentor, a coach, and a consultant, at least the way that I work with clients. And we focus on gaining very, uh, a very strong amount of clarity in terms of what matters to an individual. Uh, and if you, can, if you can figure out what matters to you, what's really at your core, and who, what you stand for, and who you are, that can actually be the fuel to keep you moving forwards and motivated during the next you know, three, six months or years that, that we work together, and even after that. You know, too often people don't take action or, I mean, even like in social situations feel awkward or uncomfortable because they don't truly know who they are. And if you don't truly know who you are, then other people's opinions or um, uncomfortable situations or, or new situations um, frighten you and can scare you. So the first initial step is to really gain that clarity of who a person is. And then you can work on goals and milestones and processes and structures and things like that. But that clarity is just the foundation because from that comes, comes processes, comes goals, comes confidence, comes prioritization, comes like intentional beliefs and attitudes, et cetera. And then comes change. Wow. That's a, a big pile of things that are coming out of that. Um, <laughs> if, if you have a client, this might be a question that is going to be a different answer for everybody. If you have a client who, doesn't have that clarity in, in who he or she is, what do you do? How do you help them uh, discover it or, or get clarity? Yeah, I'd say a couple activities that, that listeners could do for themselves is to first understand their, their background, their story, their journey. So I'd say even 
take a moment, you know, space out a half an hour to an hour time, like block within your schedule and start writing down memories that had been turning points in, you know, in your career path, in your personal journey. You, you really need to understand who you are today. And that tends to be crafted by some of the major turning points in your life or memories that you've had. It can help you understand your judgments. It can help you understand your assumptions. It can help you understand your personality traits, uh, your fears, and really the programming that you have within you today is, is based on everything you've experienced in the past. And if you can identify at least some of the major turning points, you're going to, to learn some hints about who you are and potentially what, what might be important right, to, to integrate into your life moving forward, something that maybe you've been afraid of or turning away from, or maybe something you've forgotten. But once you understand a little bit more of your story and your journey, you can use that information to start really understanding your, your values, which, which are really the, at the core of your attitudes and beliefs. So you have your journey, you understand a little bit more about yourself, you've, you've written that all out, you've, you've kind of You've, you've journaled it all out. Now I want you to actually uh, go back and look at some of the most positive memories from your career. So five, five most positive memories in your career and detail those out. And then look at the five most discouraging, least engaging, most unsatisfying memories from your career and detail those out. And now start looking for themes. Start looking for themes within these memories. Of, of things that you've truly enjoyed or things that you don't like. And what, what we're doing is we're basically creating like this, this picture of what you stand for, who you are, where you, will you find engagement from, where you're motivated, where you're most satisfied, where you, where you feel energized and fulfilled. And now that you have this information, you can start integrating that into your life or looking at opportunities and screening them through this information. Like, does this really fit me? Is this truly really aligned with who I am? And if not, if your current role doesn't or your current environment doesn't, your current relationships don't, then you need to start taking action because those, if there's any sort of misalignment, you're going to be drained. You're going to be empty. You're going to be exhausted and fatigued and stressed. And that's, that's really what leads to this, this idea of not feeling engaged at work or feeling unsatisfied or dreading the idea of going to work. It's, there's that, it's that misalignment from your journey, from your memories, and from your values. Wow. So that works pretty much for just about anybody in, in any type of environment. Um, probably more so for the people who are working as an employee, trying to sort out where they are and whether they're happy with, with what they're doing. Um, I guess, though, the same thing, is it, it kind of works the same way for an entrepreneur, someone who's who's out there doing their own thing and running their own business, they still have to take an inventory at some point to figure out if that's really the way they want to be doing their life, running their life. The things that, that bring them joy still have to be determined before they're going to be successful in what they're doing. Yeah. And I'd say for an entrepreneur, what I, what I tend to find when dealing with entrepreneurs is a lot of like imposter syndrome and a lot of, you know, they, they tend to be like, well, I lost my motivation. I don't feel engaged anymore with my work. This is so great. She's never been this excited. She's so excited. <laughs> Hi, you're going to, you're going to be on, on a podcast. I don't know if it, hopefully video is being used. So, cause she's the cutest. Uh, so uh, my cat's running around. At some point they'll be there, but 
right now they're just uh, it's just <laughs> yeah, audio. So for everyone just so you know my cat's my cat's very excited and super engaged and energized and she loves her job which is to run around and sprint around my apartment and jump into boxes uh, <laughs> cases and up and down <laughs> cases and up and down usually i lock her up but she was she was sleeping but so now she's she's just enjoying the show I'd, I'd say for an entrepreneur, you know, the same, if you don't know your messaging and your brand and your values, uh, you, you are going to be uncomfortable in social situations. You're going to be uncomfortable networking. Uh, you're going to doubt yourself consistently because you don't truly know what you stand for and the meaning you feel behind your work. And you're going to find it hard to prioritize the things you actually need to do to be successful. So I'd say that a lot of the same things apply to an entrepreneur in terms of, are you able to prioritize? Are you procrastinating as an entrepreneur? Well, it's probably because you're lacking a complete connection with the meaning you feel behind your work or you, your vision of success is, is of success maybe in 15 years instead of success for this month. You know, so there's, there's a lot of, a lot of inter intertwining of you know, this idea of clarity, confidence and control uh, for entrepreneurs and how that can impact their productivity and how it can impact their just mental health on a day-to-day -day basis. You mentioned um, your idea of success being for in the future rather than this month. Is that is that a big um, consideration? Do, do you feel that that as an entrepreneur you need to be expecting success today, not in the future? Well, I'm not sure what what your definition of success is, but uh, I know that many entrepreneurs' definitions of success is is self-defeating because you know the gap between where we are today and our expectations of success leads to a lot of frustration and anxiety and sometimes depression for entrepreneurs because they see all this hard work they're putting in all this all this effort and it's not the results are not there especially when they're comparing themselves to people that have been in business 15 or 20 years and those people are the ones that are buying ad space and selling you know, selling the idea of six figures in 30 days or whatever it is. And it's not really a reality of what it means to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I give workshops on this topic, like idea to reality. And one of the things I asked the, asked the class is, what is the opposite of success? And they'll respond failure. And I'll say, no, it's stagnation. Because failure leads to success, but stagnation leads to nothing. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, if our definition of success is, you know, the private jets and the yachts and complete autonomy and not really working, then we, you know, you need to take a step back and, and really redefine what success is for you. Because success today, especially as an entrepreneur that's just starting, could mean just, to, you know, getting a yes to, to a phone call with a potential referral or partner. Uh, it could, it could be getting a quoted in an article online. It could be, you know, uh, building some business processes and structure. You know, it could be launching a website. When in their mind, a lot of times success might be, you know, do I have a full book of clients? Um, you know, do I, am I a multimillionaire? Can I go work remote in Bali or something? And, and really, uh, we overlook a lot of things that are success. Um, and so our definition, our de long story short, our definition of success is very important to our, well, to our well-being. And 
Uh, I really, I really do hope, and I try to promote as much as possible, a realistic definition of success that leads to celebration and gratefulness uh, more so than strife and wishing. So success then should be something more along the lines of, I didn't quit today. I move forward. I woke up. I did, I did the one thing that was most important on yeah. my to-do list. You know, I ate the frog. I, you know, or success, success really can mean anything for anyone. Uh, what is your definition of success? You know, is more, that, that's more important than my definition of success or what I think is success. And, you know, especially if, if you're trying to get something off the ground or you're in your initial stages, stages of business, the people that surround you should, should be the ones that support you and, and label you as, as successful. Um, if, they, <laughs> if they don't, again, it's, where's that alignment? It's, it's self-defeating. Time to move on to a different group of people. Exactly, yeah. It can be hard though, right? It can be hard to... To feel successful when things when when you get thirty no's, but that thirty first one might not be. Yeah, I mean, if you look if you look at your track record and you kind of, I'm all about data. You measure out how many no's it took you to get success, you know, to get a yes, then you can actually start celebrating those no's. That's the way I was taught to look at it too. You just kind of put a penny in a jar for every no that you get, and pretty soon. You know, you're getting fewer and fewer of those pennies in there because you're getting more and more yeses as you move along, as you get more confident, as you get more clarity in what you're doing, then all of the things that you call success come a little bit more frequently. Yeah. And you, you want to get, you want to get no's. No's, I mean, you don't want everyone to like you. Of course not. I'd say too, like you want, you want to have critics. You want to piss people off and you know, that don't, you want, you want people that don't agree with what you're doing and what you say. Cause that means that you're, that you're getting niched. You have a market, your, your messaging is causing some turmoil and people are paying attention to it. And it's, it's just, you know, being okay with people not liking you is a huge part about being an entrepreneur. I think that comes a lot with the having confidence in yourself. As long as you're, you're confident in what you're doing and who you are, then what they think doesn't really matter. And that goes right back again to, you know, really understanding who you are, having that clarity. And confidence does breed from that. Now, confidence also breeds from just learning specific skills or going and learning how to, you know, create a podcast or create content for a year for a podcast that makes you more empowered and confident other than just, you know, I believe I can do this. Like that's it can only take you so far, uh, especially in terms of like actually being successful. Um, so there is something to say about actually going out there and putting some energy into building your skill sets, but clarity in itself can lead to a lot of confidence. So if you had one piece of advice that you were given, you're going to give to someone who is looking for a little bit more clarity, but looking to maybe pull the plug on their job, what advice would you give them? I'd say first, even though you want to pull the plug on your job, look at how you could craft your current position to best serve you. And job crafting really involves three specific things. It involves the actual work you're doing. So can you alter the actual work you're doing to either align with maybe a business that you want to create or align with work that you really enjoy doing? 
Then we want to look at your social relationships. Can I network with people where I currently am at to help support my business that I want to create? Or can I connect with people that are going to uh, make my day more enjoyable? And can I distance myself from people that are causing a negative, negative influence in my life? And then also, can you somehow connect with a specific type of meaning or impact from the work you're doing? Can you relate it to a longer term vision? Can you relate it to some sort of, you know, positive social cause if that matters to you? Can you relate it to building skills in terms, you know, that relate to your business? So you actually feel better about going to work. And the reason why I say that is because starting a business takes time. Launching a business takes time. And too often when we are unhappy with our jobs, we, we just shut down kind of like a, kind of like a, you know, a negative relationship. We just kind of get passive aggressive and resentful. So we stop actually trying to make something work. We actually pull back and make it worse than it actually is or, or would be if we took some steps to improve our current situation. So I'd say first take a look at how can your current place of employment create career capital, credibility, a network, uh, more enjoyment to serve the business that you want to launch and create. Uh, next, <laughs> what, what were you going to say? No, nope, that's, that's uh, continue. <laughs> uh, ne- next, I would say, um, think a little bit more creatively, try to think more creatively on how your current role or where you're at in life could be modified to serve your business. Can you go part-time? Can you work remote? Uh, can you transfer to another department that's more related to the work you want to do? You know, so there's, can you use your current position to, to build a greater network? So really try to leverage where you're currently at. It's a lot easier to use the resources you have that you've built up over time uh, than just to get rid of them and to start, start with nothing. Uh, I would then say to spend some time and energy prioritizing what you want to pivot into. Uh, and the most important thing that you can do is to start labeling yourself as whatever you want to become. So if you want to launch a business in health and wellness and you're, you're in logistics, then you tell people that you're a health and wellness specialist or coach or manager or consultant, and they ask you what you do and said, oh, well, during the day I do this type of work. You know, but you need to start creating a brand for yourself with your current network, with people in your life, uh, because if, if no one knows who you are, what you do, Nothing is going to grow or succeed. Nothing, nothing is going to, uh, to actually take hold. And, and uh, you know, your strongest, your, your strongest resource is your network. So you need to start labeling yourself and messaging yourself as, a, you know, as this new person, which will also actually help you evolve internally and gain more confidence in yourself. Uh, so other than messaging, I, I mentioned your network. You then also start investing some time in you know, connecting with potential mentors uh, with peers in the field that you want to pivot into and building some relationships uh, that are going to help support you in this transition. That's really good advice. I think uh, a lot of people have, have responded to that question by saying, you know, jump ship, burn the boats, just move on into the next thing if you're not happy. But it makes a whole lot more sense to me to try to make the best of where you're at now and see how you can take some of that experience, take some of what you've built in your career forward with you, because that's the only way to, uh, to actually have the success you're looking for. I think you're, you're not going to be left there on an Island all alone. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I will tell you too, from personal experience, that it is a lot harder to build a business from nothing with no network and no relationships and no brand and without any career capital. Uh, Cause that's what I did. Uh, but I'd say a lot of my clients that I work with, their first client was their past employer. So, <laughs> you know, how you navigate your current, your current role and, and position can lead to your success in the long run. That's really something to think about. Ben, where can they, uh, where can people reach you if they want to talk to you more? Yeah. If you can go to my website at liveforyourselfconsulting.com. It's liveforyourselfconsulting.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Just Dr. Benjamin Ritter, send me a connection request and a little note and let's start a conversation. Perfect. And you you said, or you mentioned that, or I mentioned, one of us did, that you have a podcast, Live For Yourself. What do you, uh, what do you talk about on your podcast? Yeah, so every other month in Chicago, I host a live event with three, uh, with three speakers and they're focused on specific themes, just whatever theme that the audience or I decide on for that, for that actual event. And so I'll bring these speakers in, they're, they're CEOs, they're opinion leaders, thought leaders in the Chicagoland area, and we'll just talk about their personal journey. Now, I preach and promote the idea of living for yourself, and they, you know, you, the, best, the best way to learn how to live for yourself is to learn how other people have lived for themselves. And so it's just an exploration and a conversation with those speakers. Fabulous. I'm going to put a link to both the, uh, the podcast and your website in the show notes to make sure that everybody can find it. I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me today. I've really enjoyed it. I found it very uh, enlightening. Definitely going to change a few of the things in the way that I'm working and think a little bit more about who I am. Get some clarity on that. Oh, well, I love hearing that. And my cat truly enjoyed the podcast episode today as well. So please excuse her, but <laughs> those, those darn kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your cat's name? Maybe I'll give her billing too. Yeah, her name is Sima, S-I-M-A. Nice. And, and it means uh, treasure. She's a little precious. Oh, that's pretty. I like that. Great. Well, thank you very much, Ben. I really appreciated it. Yeah, thank you again for your time. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week.